Welcome to D&D&D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Russell. With me today are fun people, Beth and Mike. Say hi, Beth and Mike. Hello! Hello. Now there's Groove. I feel like I finally figured it out. It felt good that yeah. time. That was smooth, uh, precise. It was. You're a fairy man of words. <laughs> a fairy man of words? A fairy man. Yeah, I, I felt like you, uh, I, I was laying down in the boat. Ah, F-E-R-R-Y. Were... Yeah. Yeah, not like a <laughs> F-A-I-R-I-E. <laughs> or that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes. one you want, really. Yeah, I guess either could work, depending on. Gressel's a fairy. It's a certain point of view. A fairy, a little fairy, sitting on your shoulder, telling you a story. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, and if in in your headphones that works for you. <laughs> um, Just turn the channel right now to the left side. <laughs> yeah. I'm over here. Oh no, that would uh, that would I'm drive me here. nuts. Yeah, I would lose my mind. Like I hate those, like um, the the stereo things where they're like in one ear. And in the other ear, I'm not gonna. I should do that in the edit there, right oh, there. Oh god, it gives me chills. I hate it, it. It's like uncomfortable chills. Yeah, there's a whole subset of TikTok users. People who love, love it. it. Yeah. yeah, they're like, turn your turn your phone to its side and then listen to the song, or I'll just fucking whisper into my ear microphones. <laughs> <laughs> the only way it's acceptable is in music when they put the hi hats in mostly the left. It's fine that yeah. way, but like for whatever reason, speaking. Yes. In left and right ear? No. It's very unsettling. Yeah. I love it. Music, speaker separation and the mixing and all that's very yeah. important. But but not when you're like setting up your speakers at, at, on your computer and it's like, play it from the left speaker, play it from the, and, and the woman's or a man is talking to you and it's just like, no, nah, I don't yeah. like this. Do you think like it, it signals intimacy and that's why you're uncomfortable when the computer man is like, can you hear me? Probably. <laughs> probably. Yes. No, computer man. I, I don't want to hear you in just my left ear because Stop it's, tickling my senses, yeah. computer man. <laughs> computer man sounds horrifying. <laughs> Especially when you can I, only I hear him out of your left ear. Computer man telling me anything. <laughs> your left ear. Ugh. However you are listening, if you prefer a bineural or whatever they call it experience or a normal stereo center channel just mix. Just take out your headphone hole. No, no, there's a new word for it. Your ear, AirPod. AirPod? Take Air-pod. out your Air- left AirPod if you like us in your right and vice versa. You know, be a director of your own intimate Sure, whispers. yeah. Or get better headphones. <laughs> I would recommend that. Yeah. Or bass. So I should not be buying you AirPods for your birthday, Michael Sagan. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to say no. Okay. Because you, you did you just ruin a? <laughs> no, why'd you say that? I, I, wasn't, I said I, I wasn't decided. Oh, and also you were like, it's not bassy enough, so I figured it's probably something better. <laughs> well, they have the AirPod Max or whatever. Well, my ears are giant, so maybe that'll be good. Big boy ears. <laughs> I prefer an over-ear headphone, but however you are listening works for us. Um, it's just important that you do. We appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, we're going to continue telling the, the prequel story. We are getting closer and closer to the re- returning to the normal main story that we've been telling for five plus years. It's just a couple weeks away. I'm so wow. excited. I miss our, I miss our friends. Like James and Chelsea? I or, miss or James our, our and fictional, Chelsea. Fr- and our, our friends in the sense of like our characters are our friends. Yeah. It's both. Yeah. That's so many friends, dude. It's all of our characters plus James and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. Yeah. No, it, it is getting close and it's exciting. I'm excited to tell new stories with those characters again. Oh, I didn't tell you. I had somebody uh, out in the wild ask me to do the margarine voice recently and it didn't come to me immediately. Oh, boy. And I, I was like, oh, no. 
Oh, it's been too long since I have fit into her stretchy skin. I have skin. to go back and, and listen and get back into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that at the the show we went to? Yeah, that was a yeah. Hades Town. Hades Town. Great show. So, yeah, we're, we're going to get back into it. I I am excited. Uh, please, yes, you'll, you'll have to go back and, and get Marjorie's voice back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to go back to, like, kind of playing quieter Fletch, Fletch yeah. Yeah, after playing Nils. Fletch was starting to open up a little bit, although the end of season four was hard on everybody, yes, I feel like. It was. I, yeah, I we can't be happy. We might get angry Fletch in season you five. You are going to get angry Fletch because I don't have my bow. Yeah, the Stormtail bow was lost. You got to compensate for your lack of a big... Tim's got to come find it and Tim's bring it back. It's Tim's quest. Yeah, yeah Tim's <laughs> quest. That's the other pre and D&D. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Side and D&D. Yeah. D&D. Uh, if, I, if I had more... Uh, time or was just better. Uh, time. That, that would be time. Uh, yeah. Russell, you didn't have series. a fucking full time job on top of this. I know. Well, if uh, that's listen more, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for more BetterHelp subscriptions. <laughs> uh, no, don't do that. The best way to support the show is, uh, or do that if you need it and it's helpful. But uh, the best way to support the show is the Patreon. So yeah, we're gonna get back into it. Last time we did cut off. The, this is part two. Of a multi-part thing, but last time we ran out of time to finish the part of that Story. session. So, uh, so this is part two, but we are doing a full intro and everything. Um, last time the food was delivery, we didn't get to the payoff of why it was delivery, so that will happen today. Yeah, uh, Mike and I don't know. Nope. We have no idea what's coming. Uh, I got donuts though today. Since, I might have um, another. <laughs> we will not be doing dinner today, but uh, yeah, please have. Otherwise, I will just eat a bunch of donuts after you guys leave. <laughs> but just as food, um, donuts are shared. That's a, a box of donuts. That's a yeah. very shared experience. Thank you. Yes. That. Remember offices? Um, but a lot of people are probably back in their offices. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, donuts delivery, more D's. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to that payoff today. And then... Uh, we will someday soon, I hope, have the meal that uh, inspired the entirety of the prequel, which was Ayaya. Ayaya. That is coming soon to your mouths and, uh, and to your ears. And, and to your ears, <laughs> listener. This November. Um, and potentially to a recipe card if I write some recipes. But let's get back into it. Let's get back in the, into where we left off last time. We left off at a dramatic point it was it was such a dramatic point that it was like that plus the clock i forget why we were on the a dog, time crunch i think it, probably there, there were multiple factors on. i think going into it um but we got to that point of nils what nils saw in the in the storm and we were like that's it that's the that's the button and now we're going to pick up immediately at that moment you were getting to what maybe was the end of your uh, journey. You um, had traveled quite a bit once you made it to the Feywild. And after promising the wizard Plinther and Belamore that you would find his dinner guest in exchange for a uh, his aid in sending you home, uh, you stumbled into this cult conspiracy. Uh, and it is... At this castle, this this cursed castle, Orlothos, uh, that you find yourselves currently with um, a a hunter of some kind, a curse fixer, 
a mysterious man named Castian Valmoriel who uh, was sent by the the council, the governing council of the Feywild, to stop this curse, was unsuccessful in his first attempt, and then enlisted your aid to make this second run at it. Hopefully, he is specked out as needed to make his next run. <laughs> <laughs> he um, is with us. Yeah. Uh, so you you made it to the castle through a hidden door in a temple, uh, and then a hidden door within that hidden door. Uh, through a, a mysterious uh, otherworldly place, um, and then you you found yourselves inside the castle walls, through a courtyard to a a graveyard and church. The skeletons and the ghoulish creatures, the undead that stalk this church, this this graveyard, or have not attacked you. Castian said that they would be kept at bay if you could just make it to the church, and as you approached that door. Of this very ancient uh, building, you noticed that uh, the names and stuff on the graveyards uh, or on the gravestones were very were worn off. You couldn't read any of them when you approached. Uh, the church itself was broken down and dilapidated in a very um, you know bad state of repair. The shingles on the roof uh, are kind of tile, like a Spanish style. And those were broken and uh, shattered for the most part by an enormous tree root that has erupted from this building and grown into a massive plant structure that um, is concentrated, it seems, where this storm is concentrated. Uh, this particular root is different from the vines and uh, and root systems that you have seen before that are are cursed in that its uh, coloring is um, uh, like a a whitish color, uh, like a white gray. It is you, um, yeah. It is not uh, a normal kind of brown tree bark color. It's more, but it's not like a birch. Like it, it's not like a skin that's white. It's um, it's a darker, deeper bark that has a whitish grayish uh, tone to it. That leads up, if you were to follow your the track of the route with your eyes, it leads up to the storm. And that storm is where, when thunder crashed, Nils saw the outline of uh, what, to his eyes, seemed to be the unmistakable uh, silhouette of a massive dragon. Cat saw a beast of some kind, a very large creature. Uh, it would be kaiju vibes. Um, of this kind of like backlit silhouette as the uh, as the lightning, the purple lightning crashes within this swirling snowstorm. Uh. Um, and it, you definitely saw something, but uh, you weren't with your perception roll able to immediately discern that it was a dragon. However, Nils rolled a nat 20, so Bam. dragon it is. Um, you find yourselves, Nils, Katheria, Majumbo, and Navia, at the threshold of this ancient church, uh, the carvings that once adorned this door uh, are so faded that you can't make them out, even if you were to roll religion against them, um, you would be making your best guesses. There, there isn't any kind of identifiable um, you know, insignia. Uh, Got a question. Yes. You said that the roof tiles were of what seems like Spanish descent. Yes. Is that un 
unusual for the rest of the castle? Does that look it displaced? It fits in with the rest of the castle. It fits in. Okay. It does. Yeah. This this castle's this the, the architectural style overall is more uh what we in like our Spanish world colonialism would know, Spanish, um uh but um it's a it's foreign to Nils and Gatheria. It's mm. it's not like the the dwarven influenced architecture of Hosk or the um like very human halfling. Uh, architecture of Knight's Pass. Um, there's some elven influence, but Knight's Pass is very man-made compared to other places in the world. Um, not as man-made as Talon, which is completely a human place, as we, if we recall from season two. There's there's more. There's there's still some whimsy and some art to to Knight's Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Unlike the man-made place, which is just steel and uh, dead dreams. Yes, that's <laughs> basically what talent is. <laughs> that's my intent of it was just like stone. <laughs> Everyone is on the brink of war and we're sad. Yes. Um, was it 2017? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it does fit in with the architecture. Um, and not so much, I mean... Yeah, it doesn't bristle. It, it, it wouldn't, right? Yeah, it it wouldn't be something where Set you set off yeah. curiosity bells. Because at first I was like, did this did this structure come from beyond? But no, no, very old fits in, but very old. This this tree root grows out of this, and uh, what, another question: yes. What's the weather? Is it snowing? It is snowing. Yes, it's blustery. It is very blustery. It's very windy. The yes, wind is storm. whipping through this building. It's it's whistling through the the cracks, um, the many many cracks in the roof, in the sides of the building. And so we have entered now. You are just you. Are, yes, you are you are entering as a, as okay. the scene is being uh, described. Um, and Castian is leading the way. The rest of you are following behind him. There's uh, undead all around you. They seem to be closing in behind you, um, almost blocking you in. Majumbo is backing up. He has his back to you, Nils. Uh, Navia kind of doing the same. She has the short sword that she took from one of the uh, previously felled uh, ghoulish members of, of Castian's former party uh, that she is using as a weapon since she cannot use... Um, her magic, or she should not, feels as though she should not use her magic for risk of a catastrophic wild magic surge. Which could be beneficial in this case. It could. Cat has never fully, in truth, uh, been able to trust Castian. And Castian has been acting, it's unusual to her that he would be so affected by his fallen comrades being manipulated by these, these roots. Mm-hmm. And now be sort of nonplussed by uh, the zombies and the skeletons because he was like so confident that they're not going to attack us as long as we just keep moving forward. So I'm going to roll, would it be insight check to see if there's something that he see doesn't... See what his vibe is? Yeah. Yeah. Is, he, is there something that he's not telling me? That would be insight. It was a bad roll. <laughs> I'll grab a donut. Do it. It was a bad roll. I rolled a 12. You don't see anything that confirms your suspicions, but you don't see anything that negates them either. Yeah, because I rolled a 12. Because you rolled a 12. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most uninteresting number for storytelling purposes. 10 would have been, I think, the exact, like, nothing is different from before. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you ask a question? Right. Why wonder? 
I would say maybe with a 12, just for from a character perspective, you might be you might be slightly more suspicious in the fact that you couldn't find anything either way. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's that kind of like almost confirmation bias Mm -hmm. um, where like you're if, if you went in suspicious, there's you're. You're not less suspicious. You're not more suspicious be- based off anything real, but maybe you're more suspicious. I don't know. That's up to Cat. You you can't get anything uh, immediate that that confirms that 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 he's um, turned on you or anything. But in this moment, he's just leading you into this this building. Cassian, how how much further till we get to where we're going? Just inside this building. Your questions will be answered, and I'm hoping that this whole ordeal will soon be at an end. Sounds ominous. <laughs> Can't just answer me now. What's inside? This Peter's out. What's that? Oh, I guess. All right. Uh, and now you are inside, and inside is dark. There are no torches. There's no light coming in from the outside, except for in streaks from cracks in the walls where roots have broken through um, some of the some of the the cursed roots that you're familiar with and some uh, branches growing off of this massive one through that has grown through the roof. Is is it dark though? It's not for Cathiria. Oh. But also, we jumped off of the wall and I lit myself up underneath the snow in order to find Navia. Mm-hmm. That lasts for an hour. Oh, then if, unless there's like an emotional shift. Yeah, if you're and I still, can't remember if there was. If you're an still lit shift. up, I think you're still lit up. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm still lit up. Okay, so it is not dark. It's not dark. I, my yeah. body is a light. Yes, Kathiri is glowing, but otherwise it is dark. So that's even better mm-hmm. because what it's doing is it's casting some light onto what is inside this building, so you can see Nils and Majumbo. And of course, Navia, because she has dark vision, but. And Castian. Uh, and Castian, yes. Can, well, he's an elf. Oh, he's got dark vision. Okay. Yeah. He's visibly an elf. That's not a, that's not a reveal. Oh. When, I, when I initially described him, I believe I described him. Got it, got it. Yes. You smiled there, and I was like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can see um, that, that just the decay uh, of this building. And you see that there's. Uh, marks on the floor, on the walls, a, a battle of some kind took place here um, some time ago. There's unanimated skeletons or bones uh, in some of the corners that have um, cobwebs growing over them. Um, and as you walk past, the roots kind of pick up these bones and start to animate them. And they join uh, in oh. the group of undead that are following you into this building. I thought they were going to stop. Dude, it's like we just come in from the blustery, windy outside, and now we're inside where it's uh, probably not as windy. And not. Yeah, but instead, all we can hear is the little... Yeah, clankling of bones. Of bones. Yeah, the growing and scraping of roots. There's a whistling of wind as it's blowing over these cracked openings. The roots themselves are are groaning this massive root uh, tree for all intents and purposes in the center of the building. There's, it, 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 there's sounds coming from it of wood, like massive amounts of wood creaking and moving almost like a ship, almost huh. like a, almost like a sailing ship. It feels like it's, it, it sounds like it's moving in the way that an old boat creaks. That's what I want to look at and okay. pay attention to is this root mm-hmm. that's supposed to have been coming up from the middle of this. this yeah. Okay, Chapel. roll nature. Yep, yep, yep. Dirty 20. 
Yeah. Uh, it's growing out of the ground. It wow. is rooted into the ground, first and foremost. It's important information. I know. But it's, I could have figured that one out with a 10. That's true. Uh, it is growing out of the ground. It is growing and extending out uh, out of the roof of the building. You, with a 20 nature roll, you recognize this to be, it seems, it's it's a familiar tree to you, except for the color of it. Um, it's oak. Yep. There it is. It's a white oak. But as you get closer, you can see that it it's slowly moving. It Moving seems to be like, how? like shifting, like like it it doesn't. It's not like it's growing and it's stretching. It's not. It's not like it's cycling through on a track or something. Like a snake or something. It's it's just kind of moving around. Like it it just kind of shifts and twists and and like it's got bugs under its skin. Like something is. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like if there's some, like something under clothing would be moving that you could see that there's something underneath that's moving. That's kind of how the bark is. There's something. Yeah, it's not still. Cat wants to touch it, but she she's been burned before. I <laughs> uh, pull Cat aside. Cat, uh, uh, did you see that beast in the sky? I did. That that was a dragon. You're sure. One hundred percent sure. <sighs> I I wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't want to like alarm anybody while we were outside because that's kind of a horrifying thing. It is horrifying. We're inside, so we're less susceptible to be spotted by it. But yeah, that's a dragon. It's connected in some way to this root. Oh, you think? I think because we were able to see this go out and directly into the storm system. And do you see? It's it's moving this bark it it's not its tail right this isn't its the dragon's tail could it be i don't know it this is the first time i've ever seen a dragon so i want to touch it so bad i want to touch it <laughs> oh what do i do what do i do okay i'm an i'm a fucking galadoy queen right yes so uh, no what's my actual job druid you, you're I'm a druid yeah. of galadoy mm-hmm. so i should like I'm used to taking samples and poking around and investigating and understanding the natural world. I want to do that with this tree whilst also uh, not touching it with my bare hands so that it can suck my life force into it. So can I, can I do a science on the tree? With like a knife or something? Yeah. Do I have greaves? Do I have something? Oh, sure. Yeah, I yeah. I just touch it without... I suppose I, I could contact. primal savagery with my nails and scrape it with my nails, but that might still that's, activate. No. That's your physical body. Ah. But yeah, but like nails would have like, yeah, like gauntlets or yeah. something. Oh, greaves are f- shoes. For Got your legs. <laughs> he yes. just puts his leg up. I just put my leg up, just kick it. Displays just his kick. ability like to tires, do the splits. Like... <laughs> wow. Um... So we got to test if this is part dragon. How the fuck would you do that? I don't have fucking chemicals to like, t- if it bleeds, to see if it's dragon blood. Wait. Oh. Oh, wait. But I do have. Oh. Okay. Gressel, DM. Mm. I have the dragon scale uh, hourglass, which is functionless but repaired, and it has a gentle trace of time magic. Can How can I? Hmm. Her brain is going a mile a minute right now. Cat would like to see if she can 
uh, sense dragon time magic in association with this root, and by extension, perhaps the dragon Nil says is in the storm system. Okay. Roll Arcana. Okay. So she's going to have the, uh, she's going to pull that hourglass out in her left hand mm-hmm. and roll Arcana. Ooh, it's a 19. When you hold the hourglass out, when you pull it out of your uh, out of your bag, which is it's the first time that you've checked on this item since you've been this close into the uh, into the the castle. Um, the first thing you notice is that the contents uh, are moving, and those hmm. are dragon scales. Those are dragon content. scales. The contents, and they're moving, and they're moving in a kind of kind of like fits and starts. It's a broken item. Yeah. But you can tell that what they want to do is they want to be swirling. Uh, when they do, like in the moments where it works before it kind of shorts out, you can see that the colors, these reflective dragon scales that were that were in the uh, in the the hourglass, as they start to move and they start to swirl, you can recognize the color patterns um, as similar to uh, the the way that it catches the light glowing off of your your tattoos is that same pale blues and pinks uh of the snow and the ice that mm. that pink ice that has encased some things around here in the in the 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 strange otherworldly blue snow that has fallen these colors are the, are the same or very very similar they want it wants it want they the scales want to be moving but it's not just that they want to be moving it's like they're being pulled to the top and bottom of the hourglass, out of the center. What would that mean? That would mean that time, they are repellent, they're a repelling time. They are against the flow of time, which would be going through the center of the hourglass. So time would be stuck if that were to fully complete its its passage. Okay, Nils and Kat are like, huddled looking at this Mm -hmm. so he's seeing what she's seeing and i think she's gonna whisper to him that yeah she's gonna whisper to him that this that i i think he's right that there is a dragon there i think it's related in some way to uh the dragonborn and the, the time magic with this and 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 when this wants to work it wants to stop time i think time may be affected here it might be stopped here i don't know oh what happens if you turn it upside down i do that the scales start to fall when you when you turn it but then they they kind of loop back up like a glitch back into like you ever have one of those like kitty toys with like the oil in the water where you press the buttons and stuff kind of floats around yeah it's kind of that movement where it's like it's it's not inelegant it's not a it's not a glitchy it it has this kind of like flow, like you said, um, but they they they're almost repelled back up to the top. When you when you dump it back over, they're almost repelled back up to the top. It doesn't want to flow. Time doesn't want to flow here. Not in this in this tool. No. If we could figure out a way to reverse time here, these skeletons might fall apart or become lifelike again, like humans. Or whatever they were. Nils, do you have any idea how to start the process of reversing time? No, it's just I was just throwing things out there because I don't know. 
This is all new to me. <laughs> the impulse to try to save all of these lives is a good one, one would think. But were you just standing behind us this whole time? I mean, yeah, like, I'm not, what, you want me to go hang out with the skeletons? I mean, no, you've no, got no, this no. cool time theory, and we're all, I know that we're trying to be quiet because weird vibes from Castian right now, but what? like. And I looked, what is he doing? I turn at the mention of Castian. What, what is Castian doing as, yeah. you're, as you've kind of like stopped? Huddled up next to the root, yeah. Uh, he... <laughs> is he coming to push us? <laughs> push us into the skeletons. Gotcha. <laughs> he has... Eat, my friends, eat. He has reached a door. A door. A doorway that is uh, overgrown with uh, uh, vines and plants and roots. It's a mixture of the, the cursed ones that you've encountered and um, branches from the what you now know to be the, the white, white oak. oak. Um, and which reminder is a tree that uh Argaranthium. Yeah, so remember just I went back and looked at my notes for some of these things. Argaranthium had this tree. The guy who owns this castle took a part of the tree and it's now growing here. Hmm. Also, Argaranthium was supposedly felled by a dragon. Presumably the dragon above us. It could be the dragon above us. And as a consequence, he stopped time. Or I've got, th- uh, I love playing a smart character because my theories can also be her theories. Um, okay, so Castiel, 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 has walked over to that. He's out of earshot. Uh, he's at a, yeah, he's at a door and he has uh, removed the, the flower from his, his jacket and, and magicked it into the, his fire magic and is doing some sort of ritual to open this door. Okay, while he's doing that, I'm going to huddle up with the team. And ju- just to set the scene further, the, at one end of the room that you're in currently, which is like, uh, you know, the lobby of this church, you're not in the sanctuary completely yet, but, you know, it's an antechamber that he's about to open the door for, okay. uh, the, the, like, sanctuary part. So he's at one end, and the other end where you came in is just a bunch of fucking skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the situation that you're in. There's no light other than cat glowing and Castian's fire, fire magic and the, like, very pointed, pale, blue um, storm, snowstorm light that's seeping in through cracks. Are the skeletons advancing upon us? They've stopped. They've stopped advancing. The we would they stop when we stop? It's it would appear. They just watching, that, baby. That that would that's how it would appear. So Lord Orothos is the one who man, mans this castle. Nils says that he saw a dragon in the storm system, and we see that this root, which I'm convinced is the white oak, it's an oak tree. It's an oak root. It's just discolored. It's emanating up to the storm system. There's, there's something in me that's saying that Argaranthium did not die when he was felled by a dragon and that that is the dragon. And there's something going on with time magic. There's something going on. And I think that the cult of the White Oak is, is, is operating in order to prevent the death of or preserve the life of Argaranthium in his moment of death. So he's, a, he's the dragon? No, he's not. No, he's not the dragon. Oh. But he's connected to the dragon. There's something going on with the dragon. There's something going on with him. There's something going on with Oranthios. <gasps> what if? Orothos. He got, tr- he isn't, it, what if Yanaranthadius 
isn't dead. He's frozen in time fighting the dragon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Locked in a forever battle. Yeah, with the dragon. It's quite poetic. It is poetic. And you that's what's that going on here. Maybe write a song about that. This is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's, we, provided we, you know, don't don't die. Don't yeah. die. Yeah, sure. write the song after we get out. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's a better idea. <laughs> but there's something going on with time. Yanaranthanius, a dragon, blood in a tree system, and this this cult. There's a whoosh of flame. Uh, and the sound of singed plant life and, and you know, cr- the cackle of a fire. And you look over and uh, Castian has opened that door and he turns back to you. And uh, when he does, roll insight. 21. 12. Katheria, you notice he's very distressed. Oh. He, <laughs> you were hoping that he was like, gotcha. He was like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, still just sus- glee. <laughs> <laughs> that 12 suspicion is like, was it worth it? <laughs> um, he's devastated. Like he, oh. he is, he is, um, his face has fallen. All of the, he was already a very pale person. All of the color has drained from, uh, his skin. He looks almost, almost green. I start to rush over to him. Okay. Same. Yeah. Why is he green? <laughs> I mean, he's, do, not, he's not turning green in the, you know, in the sense of like looking pallid or sick. Sure, but he's, tr- he's opened up a door. Yes. Something and presumably whatever is past that door has turned him. He, he is very distressed. He's yes. distressed. He, is, he, is, he, is, um, he looks very sad. His eyes are kind of sunken. Um, he looks almost uh, as if he's about to cry. You, you've seen him react strongly before when he had to deal with the the shades of his yeah. of his companions and he turns back to you and you rush over to him and you see this and as uh as you're rushing towards him he kind of steps to the side uh and he says your answers to your theories are just beyond here i give him a comforting um hand on the shoulder kind of recoils I pull my hand away, confusedly. <laughs> Is he referring to our theories that we just discussed? He could be. He could be. And I turn to look into and maybe even walk into this new space. Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements, then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the prequel series. As I said up top, we're almost done with it, and then we're going to get back to Season 5 sometime this summer. Uh, No date yet for that premiere, but it is coming soon, and once it is finalized, you will be the first to know. Follow us on Twitter for the most up-to-date news at Pod on Twitter. Check our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod if you want to support the show. It's the best way to do so. That's it for this one. Short and sweet, and we're going to get you back to the action. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
This space is the uh, the sanctuary, the 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 actual you know main room of main hall of the church. There are the remnants of pews, although most of them um, were wood uh, and have uh, decayed and start and partially some some have rotted away. Some has have you know become almost petrified. There's vines all over this room there's an enormous uh the the root continues and over the altar of this church is this huge you know breakout of of root from the ground into the the larger white oak structure that breaks out of the church this was the biggest section of roof that it burst through so there's snow falling in the snow as it gets close to the hourglass swirls kind of around it it like reacts to the it's, hourglass. Oh my god! What? The snow is dragon scales. I whisper. Oh, we we should catch them then. I roll my eyes. <laughs> Nils and Majumbo are like gathering snow. Majumbo's trying to make like a snow dragon. Well, okay, I'm trying to see what's gonna make me cry. <laughs> That's like. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, and you approach, you kind of walk in, and now, unlike before, Cassian is behind you as you guys walk in. Uh, Navia kind of taking everything in. She's been very quiet. She still feels a lot of guilt about putting everybody in this situation. And you approach this altar. Katheria, you're kind of drawn to it. Mm. You're, 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 I'm drawn to yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. And... and like you are walking towards it almost you don't really know why like you're very apprehensive you got this weird vibe from from Castian just now of mm-hmm. like he is very sad about something you have this suspicion from before you don't have a even with that you know dirty 21 you don't have confirmation that he's betrayed you or anything but you're you're unease mm. You are you are on high alert, I would say, but you're nonetheless drawn to this altar. And Nils and Jumbo and, and Navia are all kind of following you now, and Castian now is behind you. Uh, and you approach and you approach this altar, this big, this gnarled uh, root that's grown out of, burst, almost exploded out of the ground underneath this this uh, this church. And as you get closer you see what can only dis- be described as a humanoid shape that's been, the wood has either grown around or into or, or enveloped or mimicked, but over this altar, there's a, a humanoid shape out of white oak built into this gnarled root system. Oh, weird. Um, it's very clear there's a, there's a, a longer... Um, the adult-sized body uh, and arms outstretched, legs splayed out. Um, that's re- almost reaching towards this altar. Um, and then this this huge root system. And you, Wait, the the human form is at the altar or on the floor, reaching towards the altar. Like 
at the like base of the altar reaching up to the top like up to it so yeah like at the base kind of stretched up like it was like it was like almost as if somebody was crawling to- toward the altar uh, got to it and then was env- en- en- enveloped yeah. by root or something coated candy coated by wood yes yeah. um but that kind of fades into the the rest of the plant and it becomes this huge thing um and you're kind of drawn to it and you get closer and closer and there's this crunching noise this this snapping of wood as the white oak that you have seen has kind of been moving in this weird way undulating a section of it in the center of this about eye line with you as you approach the altar you're you're only maybe a foot back from the the soles of the feet of that humanoid image there's this crunching noise as this wood creaks and a section of the tree that's about eye level with you turns around and reveals a face. <gasps> oh. And I it's... tried to drop the hourglass. <laughs> Don't. The hourglass shatters. Oh. And the scales are picked up by the billowing wind. And the scales that, that had their shape and form dissolve into grains, smaller and smaller grains, and they become snow, and they mix with the rest of the snow. Some of it, where, where the glass fell, pink ice grows over it and encloses it. This face that you're now staring into that shocked you to drop the hourglass, it has distinctive facial features. It's a face in a tree. But you're unable to tell, you don't know what kind of face this is. Like, you, you, you and Navia have enco- encountered, like, treants and tree folk, you know, in your, in your studies and training and, and explorations, as have you, Nils and Majumbo. There's, you know, there's tree folk in the woods outside of, uh, outside of Hosk. This is not that. This is not a tree person. This is something else entirely. And as it moves, as the kind of face muscles, for lack of better descriptor, move, you can see that there's almost tears in the wood. And beyond those tears is not more wood or is not like plant viscera or, or um, anything like that. In those tears, you catch the faintest glimpses of a starry expanse like what you saw in the moon room. The face opens its mouth wide in this horrible, unnatural mouth movement. It's humanoid, but it's not. It's something deeply unsettling. Majumbo, get the bug juice ready. And you just hear the, a cork <laughs> stopper sound. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a voice. It doesn't necessarily talk, but you all hear this voice. Ew, so the, the mouth is just open. But we hear it's, a voice. It's creaked open, yeah. And the it's not like moving. It's like not a mouth like is moving. moving. It's like well, slowly, kind of almost pulsating more than it's moving, or or it's not gesturing really. But there there is a a almost breath like movement to it. It's it's Ew. incredibly unsettling. Um, and you hear this voice, and it kind of booms throughout the room. 
Castian, you have done well. You have brought the heir's blood here. The ritual can now commence. What? What's what's that thing talking about? All of the hair (laughs) on Cat's neck is pin straight. And then you hear Castian, who is now guarding. You can see. You turn back around. I'm sure you all at this whirl on Castian. I would. Yeah. Uh, Majumbo and Navy, the characters I play, do that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think Cat Cat's still staring Kat's at the focus. face. Yeah. But the I'm rest- torn. I'm like going back and <laughs> forth. Yeah. Uh, but Majumbo and Navy wheel around on Castian, and they see that he is now standing uh, legs wide, blocking the door. He has a flame blade in his hand uh, that he's made out of his uh, flower. Uh, he's made it into a weapon. Uh, and he has it kind of at the ready. Uh, and he's now definitely guarding this door. And he says, is this it then? Will you finally accept the terms of our agreement and set me free? I've delivered what you've asked for. Let this end. I beg you. And the voice uh, says, we shall see. There's still much to be done. Take them. Take their weapons. They may join the others for now. Vines whip in from the walls and reach for all of the weapons that you guys have. No, that's not going to happen. Roll athletics. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, my God. 11. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how... uh... Castian recognized Galadoy. (laughs) He's a vampire. I'm looking at my notes like, you fuck. Majumbo also failed, and his weapons are uh, ripped from his his hands. uh, Nils, your warhammer and your shield are ripped from your your hands, from your your straps on on your back. Katheria, are you even rolling, or are you just in another place? I think... If she rolls, she's got disadvantage because this is her worst nightmare. This mm-hmm. is literally the thing that she was running from this whole time. Uh, I I do think that at mention of the one with the the heir's blood or however he worded that, her light goes out. Oh yeah. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. May, maybe that the shock of that and everything, and then the only light then is is uh, is Cassian's flame. Uh, so Nils, you feel your, your weapons are pulled away from you. The uh, vines grab you, uh, uh, and they do the same to Majumbo and he's like, no, hey, that, it's a very expensive rapier. Please be careful with that. I'm going to want that back. <laughs> Buddy, you're not getting that back. Don't talk to these vines like they're people. They're not going to give anything back. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> Navia is able to retain that short sword that she took. Uh, she rolled a nat 20. Hell yeah. Wow. Uh, And she is able to wrest it free of these vines. Uh, In doing so, uh, they are pulled from the wall and some blood spurts out. Navia can see, or Eukatheria can see it. Nils and Majumbo are preoccupied, but you hear kind of a spurt. You hear something, you know, you're familiar with blood sounds. As she, she breaks these vines and she rests that sword back and she runs not for... Uh, the face, 
or for you, Kytheria, but she runs to Castian and she runs him through with <gasps> this sword. Whoa. Whoa. You hear it. Nils and Majumbo first, but then you see it in the in the reflection of this flame. It's almost as if Castian didn't stop it. Yeah. She runs him through. And she hard. You know, she every little martial lesson that you taught her in the downtime, <laughs> she puts it, she puts her full weight, the little weight that she has into this into this stab. And you hear the blade enter, you hear a kind of gasp, and you don't know if it's from her or from him. And there's silence for a moment. And then you hear in your heads, in echoing off the room, wherever this voice is coming from, a horrible laugh, a, a, a crunching, otherworldly laugh. And the voice says, Oh, little one. That was done a very long time ago. I'm afraid our friend Gastian has been dead for some time. And not by your hand. Oh my god! He's a vampire. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just listening to the show, man. <laughs> I'm just having a great time. My characters uh, can't move. So, so. <laughs> uh, I guess I, um, I guess he yelled the Navia. Navia, get back! I think he's a vampire. Uh, and she does. She 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 lets go of the sword, which stays embedded in his body, as it does. She she does. She kind of steps back. She staggers back, and vines reach out from the walls, and they grab her the way that they have grabbed you guys. You're now um, being held. You know, it's it's like handcuffs almost. You know, you're being you're shackled by these vines. We don't see any blood from him, do we? You don't see any blood from him. No, he steps. He he he's lit by his sword. He keeps his sword lit, and he he kind of drops it to the side. So now it's almost torch like. It's it's flickering and it's bouncing off of the 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 walls. And he steps towards you, and in the reflection uh, of of the light from his sword. You can see skeletons coming in behind him out of the darkness of the room that you just exited. You can see uh, that there's bones now clinking off of out from uh, the the pews and things, and they're the ones that are kind of wielding the vines that are that have bound the three of you. And they step forward, and now it's Castian leading this kind of collective of skeletons. Yes, Beth. What happened to the uncorked bug juice? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I was—I literally was just thinking. But wait, Majumbo did uncork that bug juice, he which did. would have been what he was wielding. Holding yeah, when uh, he was made to let go of all of his stuff, right? And uh, the vines we have established do not like the bug juice. So yeah, so some of those vines have recoiled. Uh, Majumbo, uh, it turns out, does have a hand free. <gasps> oh, um, but. Does Navia or does Katheria know this? She's, no, Katheria no. is. But uh, the audience now knows this. Yeah. <laughs> and what is Majumbo going to do with his free hand? We will have to see. But yes, he did have the bug juice, and the bug juice and the vines do not mix. But um, Castine is stepping towards uh, the three of you who are restrained or mostly restrained. Can um, I cast Zone of Truth with hands behind my back? Roll. 
another athletics role okay. and see if you can like muscle your way to do the like whatever you need to to like do it. Okay. You know? So okay. yeah. That's the way we'll do that. Athletics. Athletics. Alright, I'm rolling. He's gonna roll an athletics roll to see if he can like muscle his the gesture out. Ten. <laughs> Ten won't do it. Okay. You 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 try to cast this spell and there's like a sputtering. Uh you get kind of like a ha- half cocked version. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so what I'll do is uh it's a charisma saving throw. Yes. Um I'm gonna have him do the charisma saving throw with advantage. Castian, you are compelled to tell the truth because I just cast Zone of Truth on you. Uh, and he, there, there's like a shimmer, like a, a kind of half shimmer of magic um, that kind of you see that falls over his face a little bit, but then he kind of shakes it off and he says, well, my, my friend, I... I think at this point, magic or no, you're owed some truth. Yeah, but I magic to you, so you have to tell us everything. He mag- I saw him do it. He ma- he forced. He, it's it, yeah. He, he's done this before. It's impressive. What's the truth? And Cat turns her head. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, well, it's a long walk to the dungeons. We may as well get started. The three of you who are bound are uh, are like forced out by the skeletons who are are now kind of your your jailers. Um, our, our arms are our hands are still bound. yeah. But Jumbo has one free. You notice this now, Nils? Okay. Do you do anything about it? Um. Oh. I. I signal to him like I wink at him like. You guys share a moment of understanding. Yeah, like yeah. I get it. Yeah, maybe yeah. he like wiggles his yeah, hand or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. and I look and I'm like <laughs> a thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. You guys now understand that he's got a free arm. Okay, okay. And the three of you are start to being let out. Kithiria, you're still not restrained. I'm not. And Castian holds a hand out to you. I am on the brink of angry tears. <laughs> <laughs> she. She, oh, she bitterly takes his hand with like as much grace as she can muster in this like very, very betrayed, angry, scared, don't, doesn't want to make it worse mental state. Uh, Nils turns around right to just see what where Kat is right as she's grabbing his hand and the amount of anger and rage that is coursing through him it's like donald duck level <laughs> like, like i get really words. warm yeah, yeah and i just get really mad <laughs> and it's all bottled up now it is it is all bottled up because you are pushed through the door that you just came through by the skeleton that's leading you and and just as you're leaving this room you hear Cassian say to Katheria, for what it's worth, princess, I'm sorry. Ooh. Dead sil- silence. Just 
cold ice glare and silence out of her mouth. D&D&D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan.